0: This is episode 144 of Bella in Your Business. This episode is brought to you by my free webinar, Jump and Scale Your Business. It's my three-part training series, all dedicated to finding and attracting the right kind of people that will scale your business. Did I mention it's free? Listen, you have to attend this if you want to grow your staff, you feel like you're being held hostage, you have high turnover, you feel burnt out, or you're just not seeing the results you want. Join me for this three part free webinar series. Register now at jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. I'll see you there. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump! Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, your host today, and I've got a very long-term friend with me. I was just trying to figure out how long I've known her, and I think it's about 10 or 12 years. Alexia Maytag is joining me from Payroll Experts. They offer an award-winning cloud-based human capital management solution that allows you to leverage technology and streamline every part of your employee's life cycle. She's a proud partner with the Kronos Workforce Ready program also a proud sponsor of the jump into paradise retreat in the summer and you'll be meeting her there and basically she brings the best class solutions with personal one-on-one support for employees of all sizes and kinds and I could definitely attest to that. Alexia welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me that was a beautiful introduction and it's wonderful to see you and yes I cannot believe how long we have known each other just absolutely wild
0: I know. I remember, I think you actually came to my condo that I used to have my roommate. And it was after I had a horrible experience with one of the big boxes. And of course, you know, you caught me at the time where you're like, yes, Bella, I hear that all the time. But I didn't know that there were other options out there. And I became like a payroll expert lifey from then. It might not have been like as cheap as doing it myself online through QuickBooks or something, but it mattered to me, Alexia, because I knew that I had that peace of mind. I right? knew I could just give it to you guys, and that was your problem. <laughs> it was no longer my problem. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're there to do is help
1: shoulder the weight.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Lord knows we've got a lot of weight to shoulder when we're a business owner. Absolutely. So why don't we take it back to like our audience who's listening, who maybe they have been doing their own payroll, or maybe they're just about to start with employees, mm-hmm. or maybe they're switching from ICs to employees and they were just cutting checks before and they're terrified about all these payroll taxes. So how does one know when it's time to bring someone like yourself on board?
1: Well, I would definitely argue I've seen enough over the 16 years that I've been in this industry that has scared the living lights out of me. The penalties and interest that are out there for potential late tax payments for taxes that you owe once you have employees... The second you have even one employee on your payroll, quite frankly, I would look to partner with a payroll service bureau like Payroll Experts, someone that you know is taking full liability and responsibility for the accurate filings and payments of those payroll taxes. Because the late payments, the way that the penalties work, it runs anywhere from 2 to 15% of your payment. And that's like as short as within just a day of being late. And then if you're over 15 days, it goes to 15%. And then they charge interest on that as well. So it's just not worth it. You know, for the cost of a good lunch, you can partner with an organization who's gonna shoulder that liability for you. They're an expert. And I know some people have said, well, you know, I only have one employee. Quite frankly, it doesn't matter whether you have one employee or 50, you still have the same amount of tax deposits or the same organizations and authorities that you are responsible to give money to. So it's just at, at the second you recognize I have a W-2 employee that I have a tax liability on, that's when I would say partner with a
0: So I'm actually embarrassed to admit this, but I've never kept track of all of the things because I've always had you guys or now I have a bookkeeper that does it for me. So break it down for those listeners who are like, well, what do you mean, you guys? Like I pay my taxes quarterly basis and QuickBooks tells me what I need to deposit. So isn't there, I seem to remember a previous conversation we had where you said that they were like, monthly payments that we have to make for taxes and that things just change randomly and that we're responsible to know that it changes and make the proper adjustments. Could you elaborate on that for our listeners?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. The first, I think, thing for business owners to understand is they're that defining moment of when you actually have an employee on the payroll, a W-2 employee, whether that's yourself, maybe your accountant or CPA has recommended that the way that your organization is structured, that it would be a better tax situation for you to actually become an employee of your organization and pay yourself as a W-2 employee. Or if you're hiring someone else, staff member who's a W-2 employee, that's one big defining moment. So that's when now we're talking about We're not making quarterly payments based on estimates and things like that. Once you've got a W-2 employee, even if it's yourself, you now have 941 payments that will go to the IRS and that will constitute Social Security and Medicare taxes as the employee and the employer because the employer has to match there's also federal and state unemployment tax that you have to worry about as well as state withholding tax from the employee. So there's a lot of different taxes, a lot of different wage thresholds of when things are due versus not. So in terms of knowing when to make these tax deposits, that's when it's really helpful to have a partner like payroll experts by your side, who's actually doing it for you. Because if you start to things yourself, you could, yes, be classified from the IRS standards as what's considered a monthly depositor. So if the total amount of taxes due falls under a certain threshold, you're okay with getting your money a little less frequently. But once your tax liability goes over a certain threshold, the government wants their money faster. So now you become what's considered a semi-weekly depositor. And there's all kinds of rules around depending on what day your check date falls on, when your taxes are due. And if you're not paying attention to those thresholds, it can get behind you and out of your hands pretty quickly. So, lots of different things to consider. Okay, you guys, I
0: want to know right now. I mean, if this is a Facebook Live, I'd say comment below. But I want to know. I want you to post right now wherever you're listening to this. And is your mind just like boggled right now? Because mine is. Because the minute you started saying nine forty one, I was like, what. <laughs> like, you know, cause it's, there's so much. And then the fact that it's not even black and white, like, okay, when yep. I make $10,000, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. It's like, who has time to keep track of that? And then if we don't, it sounded like what you were saying at the beginning, if we don't and we get caught, then we have that penalty and in interest. Yes. Is that right?
1: Yep. That's absolutely right. And one of, I think the scariest things that I learned really early in my career in the payroll industry is that there is no corporate veil for payroll taxes. So what that means is the government is coming for their money one way or another. Mm -hmm. An organization couldn't just file bankruptcy and get out of paying those taxes that were due. They will personally come after your home, your boat, your car. So this is not something that you want to mess with.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. And I think the most common reason is people think that they're saving a couple of bucks doing it mm-hmm. in house. Yeah. Or I have someone that used to be a bookkeeper, but you gotta really stay on top of it. So all right, I don't mean to be fear-mongering and that's not our intention. I mean, it's sure. just the most to God truth of it. Yeah. So I know that you guys also help a lot with I don't know how to put it, you probably have a better term, but as like the companies grow. And one question we get a lot is like, you know, can I have an employee sign an agreement? Saying that they want to be treated like a 1099, so then I could just stick my head in the sand and avoid all of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't Break it be right. nice if that were the case? <laughs> Unfortunately, that is not. So, the government is not going to be okay with two individuals saying, you know what, we got together and we determined between each other that it was okay to do something that the government considers, I don't want to use the word illegal, but You're not Not in compliance. compliance. So just because the two of us decided that we can be out of compliance, government's not going to say, okay, well, never mind. So there are very hard and fast rules around when someone is considered an independent contractor versus when they are being considered an employee. So a lot of it has to do with a handful of categories. So first, it's going to be behavioral. Does the company control or have the right to control what the worker does and how the worker does his or her job? financial is another big, important category. So are the business aspects of the worker's job controlled by the payer? So things like how the worker's paid, whether expenses are reimbursed, who provides the tools and supplies. So if I am potentially an independent contractor, but my employer is providing the tools, the supplies, they control how my work is done. And then the type of relationship is the third category. So In terms of how the relationship will continue, and is the work performed by me personally? Am I allowed to employ assistance? So, there's all of these different factors that play into it. And I highly recommend anyone who is questioning this to look at something called the common law test. So, the common law test for determining whether a worker is an employee or an independent contractor gives a quick set of bullets and it kind of says, okay, so. If you answer on this side versus this side, it helps you make a determination. So a quick example under the employee determination would be the employee is subject to dismissal and couldn't quit without liability. Whereas an independent contractor, a contract would typically govern how the relationship can be severed. Maybe mm-hmm. an employee, the work is done personally, but an independent contractor, I'm permitted to employ assistance. Maybe as an employee, I'm performing services under the company's name, whereas an independent contractor, I'm performing services under my working business name.
0: That was really good. I want you to say that again and tell our listeners what that means. Like you're registered with the state as your own business.
1: Exactly. So a true independent contractor will also typically have their own business. And instead of just having their own personal social security number, they would have a taxpayer identification number at 10.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: oftentimes when if I were to truly be an independent contractor and I'm working for you, Bella, you've hired me to do some specific project. We have a contract that determines you know, how our relationship is going to work and how it can be severed. But if I am performing work under my own taxpayer identification name, then that would err more on the side of independent contract. If you were, for example, a pet setting company and you were employing me to do work, but I'm performing services under your pet setting company's name, that line again starts to get a little blurry. So there are certain industries and categories of business where we've seen it gone through the ringer and we really know this is where the government's erring on one side or the other. But if an organization is still a little confused and wants an official determination from the IRS themselves, they complete a form SS-8. And that basically is requesting the government to tell you which classification the person is. I love that I just took a
0: note so we put that in the show notes the SS8 and I want our listeners to know that if you don't believe what she's saying I want you to go back to episode 7 that was like 140 episodes ago and <laughs> I want you to listen to Joette White in Texas I had interviewed her and she actually had independent contractors and she was uh, it was by the state this one and they audited her and she appealed it and she ended up having to go to employees and you will never guess the reason why it was because her staff did not bring dog bowls to feed and water the dogs because the dog bowls were provided. It was the most asinine, like, use, you know? But if the government wants to get the money, they're going to get the money. And, you know, Texas is pretty liberal. I mean, there's so many crackdowns happening everywhere and not to turn this totally into that whole IC employee debate, but I have a bunch of programs. One is the Employee Quick Start and I have another program coming out, probably not by this, teaching people how to switch from ICs to employees. But one of the biggest things that I hear is that employees cost too much. Uh, And I'm sure you have too. Do you have any light to shed on that?
1: Well, I would definitely recommend that you partner with either a business consultant or somebody from a payroll service bureau who's willing to spend a little time with you ahead of you actually getting into this plan. It's really not optional. So I'm sure a lot of your listeners, obviously, the whole point of why they're listening is because they're smart, they wanna educate themselves. So I am assuming that this is something that they would have sat down to do a budget for their business and to know exactly what it's going to cost me. Because if I plan on having five employees who make $15 an hour, As a business owner, we know that it is not going to cost me $15 an hour to pay those employees because I have to match Social Security and Medicare tax. I have to pay federal and state unemployment on the first $7,000 in wages that those employees make every year. And at least in Arizona, you need to cover employees with workers' compensation as you do in most states. Mm -hmm. You end up spending a lot more, oftentimes closer to 12 to 15% more. And what that hourly rate is so my advice is before you get into a situation where you legally have employees make sure that you can afford those employees because the whole thought of employees are too expensive i understand i believe me i feel that yeah. but The bottom line is it's not a choice so yeah. the type of work and the type of relationship that you have with your staff is going to govern whether the government sees them as employees or not so you need to be prepared And plan and budget for what that's actually going to cost you so you can work that in.
0: Part of having a business is being able to overcome the tough challenges. And this is something that we all need to be aware of and responsible for. A lot of people I see switching from ICs to employees, they feel like it costs so much more because they're already paying their independent contractors way more. Than they yeah. ever should. So then you add on those extra taxes and then it's like, they're not making any money. It's a nonprofit. Yeah. So I think the key here is for everyone, you guys got to know your numbers. You have to know your numbers. They don't lie. If you know that it's 12 or 15%, like Alexia is saying here, then you account for that. You add that in and then you know how much you can afford to pay and you know where your profit margin is going to be. And then you know how much you can keep for yourself because that's why we're all in business people.
1: <laughs> Yes.
0: Oh, gosh. Okay, so I don't think you answered this yet, but we were talking earlier and you said there was three top compliance areas that we need to be aware of when we have employees. Did we touch on those yet?
1: Not yet. I touched a little bit on it so far because certainly... The payroll taxes, that's a big one. Knowing that you're calculating those payroll taxes correctly, that you're paying them timely, and then that you're processing and filing the quarterly returns, which tie all the payments you've gotten sent over to all the different authorities. Now it's kind of the paperwork to back that up. So it's not just enough to pay those government agencies timely. Then you have to back it up with the documentation of why you gave them the money that you gave them. And if that doesn't match, you've got another problem. So just making sure that you have got a solid partner to outsource the tax filing to is, I would say, compliance issue number one. Number two, I would highly recommend, again, partnering with an expert local service bureau or business consultant who can, with you, make sure that you are not missing any of your state-specific requirements. So for example... In Arizona, it's required that you pay employees at least twice in a calendar month. So here are other areas where you as the employer don't necessarily get to make that choice. And even if you had the conversation with your employee and I said, hey, Bella, are you okay with me just paying once a month? And Bella says yes. And we signed something on a piece of paper not going to cut it. Wage payment timing laws is a really big one to make sure you're watching out for. Not only number of or have frequency of payments within a month, but if there are any rules and regulations around how quickly those payments need to be made once the pay period ends. And then finally, upon termination, each state has its own special laws about how quickly after termination you need to get that employee their final check. And, and oftentimes it varies based on whether the um, termination was voluntary or involuntary. Yeah. So, partnering with someone to handle the tax filing, understanding your state's wage payment timing requirement laws is definitely another. And then those ancillary things that you don't necessarily think about initially is the last final piece like workers compensation because you may think okay I've got all my bases covered and oh this you know this person said oh I don't I don't need workers compensation again not typically up to you the state that you're doing business is is going to make that determination of whether your employees are required to be covered by workers compensation
0: yeah. and those
1: are those types of things that to your point bell if, if you don't know your numbers you can get in over your head really quickly
0: And it's not the numbers that aren't working. It's the business that's not working.
1: Uh
0: As you're talking, you know, in my mastermind, we have an HR consultant come in once a month and answer all kinds of questions. And I imagine that your payroll experts kind of almost double as or dip their toes into HR sometimes because all this stuff that you're talking about right now about how you have to pay and knowing the different state laws. And I know you guys are in Arizona and Florida, but you do the whole... Country? Is that right?
1: Yeah, we've got offices in Arizona, Florida, and most recently in Denver, Colorado. But yes, we process payroll and tax filing in all 50 states, U.S., Virgin Islands, and Puerto Rico.
0: (laughs) You need an office in the Virgin Islands. (laughs) I know.
1: Believe me, we'll do a site visit together when we go to (laughs) to our first location
0: there. (laughs) 100%. So my point I was kind of getting to is that I think it's really important because this stuff is so convoluted and ever so changing. It's not just as quick to like, just Google an answer, right? Like you want to be able to shoot off an email. You want to be able to call up someone and talk to them and have them on your team. I think one of the biggest things as a business owner is we need the right people on our team. And again, sure, there are cheaper options out there. You could do it on your own, but I think Every business decision comes down to how much risk are you willing to take? And when you can partner with a payroll company like yourself, like payroll experts, and have that peace of mind to know that, you know, when you're laying awake at night and you're wondering, am I doing this right? Or can I switch it to this? or so Let me call Alexia or her team or my payroll person and just run this by them and yeah. they let me know what I need to think about. Being able to have the opportunity to have those conversations is a good anxiety killer. <laughs>
1: It is. Yeah. So part of what we joke about is that, you know, we help business owners get a little bit more sleep at night. Right. Because let's be real. Any business owner I've met never opened a business because they said, gosh, I just love the idea of dealing with payroll and taxes and all the regulations. And am I FMLA required? Am I OSHA required? Am I COBRA required? Am I ACA required? Yeah. I know they opened their business because they were passionate about something. So this is this kind of necessary evil yeah. of doing something amazing in your community and doing something that you're passionate about. Let us deal with that really annoying part. And to your point, be a partner, because it takes, uh, I guess, a village in some it does. Places, right? It does. And you just want to make sure that you're partnering with the right people because this can definitely be, typically, the biggest liability. Payroll and payroll taxes is typically the biggest liability for any business owner, and I would say ninety-eight percent of industries out there. So you need to be really comfortable with either yourself if you're doing it yourself or whoever you've chosen to partner with, because this would not be a small mistake to make if things are handled incorrectly.
0: So you heard it here first, you guys. If you're afraid right now, I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to reach out and have a conversation. That's all I'm asking you to do because fear comes from the unknown and you need education. So if any of this is over your head or gets you wondering if what you're doing is right, even if you're already with someone, I invite you to just have a phone call or an email exchange with payroll experts. They have a very special offer for all of the Jump Consulting community. There's a very long URL that I will put in the show. (laughs) notes, or you could just go to Google and type in payroll experts, jump consulting, and the page will come up. And Alexia, I want to say thank you and get everyone else excited to meet you this summer. The end of July, we are renting a big old mansion in Paradise Valley. There'll be 20 of us there for the jump into paradise retreat. Our theme is going to be leadership and taking leadership over your business. And you're going to be not only one of our sponsors, but our guests. And I just, uh, I'm excited to get to see you and hang out with you and learn more about this nitty gritty from you.
1: (laughs) It's going to be a really fun event. I can't wait. And yeah, I just echo what you said. We're happy to be a resource. You don't have to be a client to reach out. We just want to just be an information source and an educational tool For business owners out there or anyone who wants to run through, I mean, I'm happy to run through a calculation. If you are thinking about hiring three employees and you want to know, you know, what it's actually going to cost you, you know, we can run through that exercise. And we're also really helpful with getting clients registered. So as you start to hire employees, you may have already secured your federal ID number, but you may not have your state unemployment or state withholding ID number. And if you're in a state where there's locals, that's a whole nother can of worms. So <laughs> oh my goodness. we're there to help make sure that you're registered for the right tax ID numbers, that you're registered with the right tax authorities. And yeah, anything HR related, of course, we dip into that pool quite a bit as well. I'd say at this point, it's almost 50-50. So yeah. whether it's you know just having a personal resource or if you're looking to leverage technology to streamline your HR processes like paperless employee onboarding, online benefit enrollment, and attendance. We've got this amazing cloud-based platform that's going to handle everything in the entire employee lifecycle from pre-hire to retire. So definitely excited to be a resource and definitely excited to be part of our retreat in the summer.
0: So you guys, I really encourage you just to reach out. Like Alexia said, you do not have to be a client. I just love that one simple offer of if you're thinking about, you know, bringing on employees and you're sitting there and you're you're shaking in your boots because you don't know how much it's going to cost you. Call them up, guys. Call them up and just ask and tell them that you heard it on this podcast. I want to know what your biggest takeaway was today because Alexi and I don't do this just to like hear ourselves talk. We want to know that we've made an impact on your life today. So find out wherever you saw this or you can put an iTunes review and let us know what your biggest takeaway was and be sure to tag us or the companies. And I want you guys to remember when life gets you down, always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.